Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This is Nightline, the line that's open at the right place at the right moment, and this is Don Amici pinch-hitting for Walter O'Keefe. Here's our first Nightline call tonight. Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life. George, you tell us, what's tonight's secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is hand. H-A-N-D. Hand? Oh, that's me, huh? You bet your life. The National Broadcasting Company presents Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz show transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho meets our first contestants in just one minute. Melissa Allenby wanted to weep. She had just married off her only daughter, and now she was alone in the world. At least she thought she was alone. Poor Melissa. She didn't even have time to treat herself to a good, healthy cry before a hungry, homely, and bedraggled 16-year-old waif came wandering into her home with a fantastic and romantic tale about how her father had left her to fend for herself. This is Ed Hurley, your host on My True Story. You'll be amused and delighted by Melissa Allenby as she sets about transforming a teenage ragamuffin into a lovely young lady and as she transforms her own life in the process. My True Story, America's number one morning radio program, is heard every weekday on NBC. So enjoy My True Story for drama and My True Story's companion program, NBC Bandstand, for music and lighthearted entertainment. A wonderfully varied morning's listening every weekday over most of these same stations. The only. Well, here I am again with the chance for each of our couples to win up to $10,000. And if any of them say the secret word, they'll win an extra $100. George, who's first? Uh, Charlene Crotty and uh, James McGeorge are standing by. And incidentally, they're both uh, single people, so folks, you in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide an extra $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Charlene, Crotty, and James uh, McGeorge, eh? Mm-hmm. You're a nice-looking young couple. Where are you from, Charlene? Oak Mulgee, Oklahoma. Oak Mulgee? Mm-hmm. Where, where is that? All I know is it's about 30 miles from Muskogee. <laughs> well, how far is Muskogee from uh, Oak Mulgee? Oh, no. Well, if it's 30 miles... Oh, pardon me, yes. It must 30 be, miles each uh, way. That makes a total of 60 miles, huh? <laughs> Where are you from, uh, James? Uh, Seattle, Washington, Grant. Seattle? I thought you were from Scotland. <laughs> you, you're not married, huh? No, I'm not. Why not? You're bright, nice-looking, prosperous-looking. Uh, do you want to get married? Well, I think the individual security and destination of a person should be taken care of before they take on the added responsibility of marriage. You know that it's 30 miles from Okmulgee to Muskogee? <laughs> In other words, what you're saying is that uh, you want to know where you're going before you get married, huh? Right. Well, my advice to you is to marry a ticket seller at Union Station. <laughs> and even then, you may not know where you're going. 
Have you ever found a girl that you'd like to marry? Well, four years ago, I was going with a girl, Groucho, that I, uh, I thought I had a great deal of. She had many of the qualities that I enjoy, appreciate. She had intelligent, was quick, was very pretty, charming. What do you mean she was quick? Did you chase her? <laughs> no, 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 she... Uh, she well, how quick was she? Uh, <laughs> and what was she quick at? Well, she, uh... Are she... you quick, Charlie? <laughs> you slow? Oh, I don't know what he means. <laughs> I don't know either, but I'm... <laughs> I'm just guessing, that's all. <clears throat> Have you, you ever been engaged, Charlie? Several times. Why, you rascal, you. <laughs> what, what happened? Well, when they, they found out... Don't stroke the microphone. <laughs> when they found out my plans for the future, they broke the engagement. <laughs> you mean you tipped your too early, huh? I think so. But what was so ghastly about your plans? Well, I thought I'd like, like to have about eight children, and <laughs> they disappeared. <laughs> How do you feel about eight children, uh, young man? <laughs> well, I think, Groucho, that uh, three is about right uh, to begin with, huh? No. Well, don't worry, Jim. When you have eight children, you grow old and can't work anymore. You can always rely on your kids. You can rely on them not to give you a nickel. <laughs> You're lucky if you ever see them again. Charlene, I'm curious to know why you're such a demure young lady. She'd like such a large family. Have you ever been around a lot of kids? Are you from a large family yourself? No, but I have, uh, I have 24 girls now. Well, jumping Jehoshaphat. What do you, you mean? How can you... What, have you six sets of quadruplets? No, I'm a house mother at a home for girls. How old are these kids? Fourteen. All My of, group is fourteen. All of them are fourteen? No, there's about 200 girls there. And they range from 5 to 18. 18, huh? Well, this is very unusual, Charlene. How, how old are you? Oh, I, I can't tell you because if the girls happen to see the show, they don't know how old I am, and they think I'm a lot older than I really am. Well, could you whisper it in my shell-like ear? <laughs> Come over here. This will also give me an opportunity to put my arm around you. <laughs> so what? <laughs> A 14-year-old girl, that's old age. <laughs> I'm going to reveal your right age. You won't make any difference. You don't care, do you? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it's pretty... You won't believe this, but Charlene is 79 years old. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jim, what sort of work do you do? Well, Groucho... I imagine I... you sell 1% bonds. So <laughs> <laughs> I do the storyline on, uh, on, uh, for comic books. I write the storyline for comic books. Oh, you're a writer? Oh... Well, it's uh, an honor to welcome an eminent literary figure to the show. Uh, <laughs> this proves we have as much culture in 30 minutes as Omnibus has in 30 seconds. <laughs> have you ever received the Pulitzer Prize? Have you ever read a comic book? <laughs> What's your answer to charges that uh, comic books contribute to juvenile delinquency? Well, I, um, I think crime comic books are very bad for children. Mm -hmm. uh, but... The kind of comic books that I write the storylines for, I think, uh, are beneficial. They're a lot of fun. They're clean, good fun, and uh, with a small percentage of education in them. Mm -hmm. How small a percentage, would you say? 
Now, what are some of the clean, funny, and educational stories that you've written? Well, uh, storylines for Bugs Bunny, uh, Elmer Fudd. Um, Elmer Fudd? El no, Fudd, F-U-D-D. And, uh, F U D D. Huh? Well, name some others, huh? Well, there's Sylvester uh, the Cat and Tweety Pies, Andy Pandas. This sounds like kind of baby talk, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I never realized that comic books were written. I always thought the dialogue was just taken out of the congressional record. <laughs> well, you're a nice young couple, and if anything comes of this meeting tonight, please keep it to yourself. Now, are you prepared to uh, go into the more intellectual phases of our program? Well, I'm not. Luckily, I have this in front of me. You selected a movie quiz. I'm going to ask you some questions, and if you miss two in a row, you're out. If you get four in a row right, you win $1,000. One answer between you on all the questions. Here are the stars. You tell me the name of the picture. Rita Hayworth, Frank Sinatra, and Kim Novak. Talk it over. Your partners... Al Joey. Al Joey is right. You're on your way with one right. June Allison and David Niven play in a remake of My Man Godfrey. What two big stars played in the original screen version? <coughs> Talk it over. It was Carrie Lombard and William Powell. Now you have one wrong. If you get the next one wrong, you're out of the game. One of Ernest Hemingway's early novels is a 1957 movie starring Tyrone Powell and Ava Gardner, among others. What is the name of it? Talk it over. Hemingway movie, Hemingway novel. Tyrone Powell, Ava Gardner. 57? Yeah. I saw it just a few weeks ago. The sun also rises. Very famous well, picture. You, uh, you got two in a row wrong, you're out of the game. I'm sorry you missed two in a row, so uh, you're through. However, we don't want you to go away empty-handed, so I'm going to ask you one more question for $100. This is a 12-part question on the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> it's very difficult, so please... The audience can help on this one, I think. <laughs> are you ready? Mm-hmm. Now, think carefully. How many months are there in a year? <laughs> oh, no. How Twelve. many? Twelve. Nine, that's right. <laughs> so you got all nine parts correct, so you each win $50. Sorry you didn't win more, but thanks anyway for being on the show. You Thank bet you your life. Thank you very much. In just a moment, our second couple will join Groucho to play You Bet Your Life. When you swing and sway to a Latin beat, life is lovely, life is sweet. You make it Paps, cause Paps makes it perfect. Yes, Paps makes it perfect. Just as we always have ever since 1844. So next time, you make it Paps, because Paps makes it perfect. America's Blue Ribbon Beer from the Pabst Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, Pabst makes it perfect. Roger, we have George Jarvis and Phyllis Diller who want to play You Bet Your Life, so folks, you in, please, and meet Roger Mark. Welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide an extra $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. 
Phyllis Diller and George Jarvis, eh? Phyllis, where are you from? I'm from Lima, Ohio. Lima, Ohio. I've played there many times. <laughs> are you married? Yes, I've uh, worn a wedding ring for 18 years. Really? Well, two more payments and it'll be all yours. <laughs> and what was there about your husband that interested you when you first met him? Do you remember? Yes, it was sort of a mating thing, and I just took one look at him, and I decided, well, this is the way I want my children to look. Well, did your children look like him then? Yes, all five of them. You've got five of five children. Yes. That beats a full house, and you've got that too, I imagine. <laughs> and your uh, your name is Phyllis Diller, huh? No, 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 no. You're George uh, George Diller, huh? George Jarvis. George Jarvis. And uh, where is your uh, native state, George? Well, I come from Pawhuska, Oklahoma. Oh. Pawhuska? Yes. Pawhuska. Well, tell us about Pawhuska. I haven't been there in some years. What is it like there? Well, actually, I, I don't know anything about it. We moved from there to Puerto Rico when I was only about a year old. Oh. Well, tell us, what, what is it like in, in Puerto Rico? Is it anything like Pawhuska? Well, I don't know anything about Puerto Rico. We moved from there when I was about five. Where did you go, then? Did you go to Lima? No, I've never been to Lima. Oh. George, you haven't got much of a memory, have you? <laughs> well, I, I guess not. Uh, Are you one of those absent-minded professors, uh... Uh, forgets everything? No, I'm, uh, I'm in the guided missile program. I work for North American Aviation. With your memory, you you working on guided missiles? Well, <laughs> uh, the missiles have the memory built into them. Well, folks, fill up the martini jugs and head for the hills. <laughs> Do you ride one of these things? No, I haven't ridden one yet. Oh, well, what is your job with guided missiles? I'm field service manager for Rocket Dyne Division of North American. Our job is to build rocket engines and see if they get in missiles and see if they operate right. We have men out in the field uh, seeing if these engines work right. Uh -huh. And then while you're working on these, you watch the Sputnik go past, is that it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, do you predict that rocket ships... Uh in commercial flights uh, will be around soon? Oh, certainly. I think particularly for long distances and if you're in a hurry. Uh, well, for instance, if you uh, wanted to go to Australia, say, you could do this in a jet ship in 10 or 12 hours. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a hurry, we can get put you there in a rocket in an hour. You mean the Russians are going to go to the moon and we're going to Australia? <laughs> hey, that may be the solution for the whole thing. <laughs> We're just going to hide in Australia until the whole thing blows over. <laughs> well, you must get pretty uh, keyed up working around all that complicated machinery all the time. Huh? What do you do for relaxation? Oh, I do several things. I play the trombone a little and oh. play the viola a little. and I bulldoze. What, what do you bulldoze? Your wife, you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. I, uh, I have a bulldozer. <laughs> Uh, what is a bulldozer? Is that a tranquilizer for bulls? <laughs> well, a bulldozer is a great big tractor that has a, a blade on it in front. You can let it down. You can push dirt with it, and it's uh, powerful, makes a lot of noise, and gives me a feeling of power of having accomplished something. Well, do you ever go to Palm Springs in it or, uh, you know, make trips? Oh, but I sure considered it on the Hollywood freeway. It'd really be the nuts for that. Put it halfway down. 
<laughs> well, what kind of things do you shove around with this uh, toy? Well, I've got a mountaintop in Topanga, which I'm flattening. Mm. Are you angry at this mountaintop? Yes, sometimes. You flatten mountains because this gives you a feeling of power, is that right. it? George, right. you're in trouble. I guess so. You may think you have a hobby, but it's more serious than that. You have a neurotic compulsion. And I think you should see my psychiatrist. He'll be back next week. He's up in Arizona. He's filling up the Grand Canyon with dirt. <laughs> Well, now it's time for you to get moderately rich, so we're going to play You Bet Your Life. Now, you select a dictionary quiz. I'll give you the words. You give me the meanings. If you miss two in a row, you're out. If you get four in a row right, you win $1,000. Are you ready? One answer between you now. Now, what is a teepee? Tent for an Indian. Yeah, all right. Now, what is a cravat? Tie. Well, we say necktie. Necktie, all right. You're halfway to $1,000. Two more right, and it's yours. Yeah. Now, what is, uh, what is, uh, uh, what is corpulence? Obesity. Oh, or blubber. <laughs> <laughs> Get the next one right, and you'll have $1,000. Now, what is a numismatist? Uh, numerologist? No, no, the no. other one. Give him the other one. No, that's a coin collector. You were right. Did you say that and you yeah. talked him out of it? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, you now have one wrong. If you get the next one wrong, the game is over for you. What is a carafe? C-A-R-A-F-E. A pitcher. Yeah, I thought it was an animal with a long neck. <laughs> it's a pitcher with a long neck. It's a, it's a pitcher. <laughs> well, it's a water bottle. And I you're back it. on the right track with one right now. Yes, now, uh, what is a clavicle? A bone? Well, which one? There are a number of those. Well, it's somewhere in the Friends? shoulder. Huh? Somewhere in the shoulder, isn't it? Well, that's close enough. It's the collarbone. Now, what is another word for apothecary? Druggist. Druggist on the market, yes. One more right, and you'll have $1,000. What is uh, claustrophobia? Fear of small places. Or I, thought it was, places. Uh, no, I thought it was being afraid of Santa Claus. Now, that's right. <laughs> Fear of enclosed places. Well, you won $1,000. Now, you can keep it in quit, or else you can come back later and try to double your money. You may even get a chance at $10,000. So go over there and sit down and think about it. And thanks for being on the show. We'll find out if our second couple will try for $10,000 in just a moment. Hello. This is Jeff Richards. I want to tell you about a wonderful bargain. It's a bargain in friendship. I know we all like to make new friends. Well, here's the way we can do it. There are millions of families in friendly countries overseas and in Latin America who are really desperately hungry. Those people need food, and they need it now. We can send 22 pounds of good and wholesome American food to some hungry family for only one dollar. All we have to do is join CARES Food Crusade. For just one American dollar, you can send a package of food in your own name. Let's do it today, before we forget it. Join CARES Food Crusade. Send your dollars, as many as you can, to CARE. C-A-R-E. CARE. 
New York 16, New York. Let's make a new friend. Please care. George Jarvis and uh, Philip Diller. Would you come back, please? You won $1,000 so far. If you decide to try for the 10 and you fail, you wind up with a total of 500 What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? We're both going to You're going to go ahead? All right. Now you're going for the big money. Get together, pick a number from 1 to 10, and then spin the wheel. If any number besides the one you pick comes up, the question is worth 2000 If your number comes up, the question is worth 10 All right. What number do you want? Five? Give it a 12. Well... All right, your number was five and it came up seven, so this question is worth $2,000. You ready? The first Negro nation in the British Commonwealth was established in 1957, formerly called the Gold Coast, when it was a British colony. This new country has received widespread news coverage. For $2,000, what is the new name of this new nation? Talk it over. All right, what's the, uh, what's the answer you decided on? If you don't know, guess. Libya? No, it's Ghana. Spelled G-H-A-N-A. It was recently made a country, I think, last year. I'm sorry you missed it, but you wind up with $500. That isn't too bad. Congratulations, and thanks for being with us. Thank you. You Bet Your Life is transcribed in Hollywood. Produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman reminding you to tune in again next week, same time, same station, to hear the one, the only, Groucho. And see Groucho every Thursday evening on NBC television. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces around the world. The Swedish tenor Nikolai Geda makes his American radio debut on The Telephone Hour, tonight on most of these NBC stations.